0: Welcome to the podcast. This week, guys, we're going to talk about one of the most important things that you can do in your business to help you make sales easier, to make your customers happier, and to deliver like a a really high-quality product all the way across the board. And that is managing expectations and setting expectations. There's a thing that I think everybody can relate to uh, that I want to point out to you why managing expectations is important. So, Nowadays, there's a thing that's happened, I would say since like 2018, 19, once the iPhones had the wide angle camera lens, the GoPro was the original, and then of course, (laughs) photographers, you know, had them long before that. But now that everybody has a super wide angle lens that they have at their disposal, what happens is now everything that you need to look small can look extra spacious. Take that with what you will. Deep (laughs) pics. Yeah, yeah. But more importantly, hotel rooms... Uh, rental listings, uh, uh, yes. uh, real estate listings, Airbnbs, all those things. And I have seen so many of these things where now I'm hip to it. It used to not be everywhere. So you see, oh, that looks nice. There's a fair amount of room in here. And then you get to the place and you go, what in the fuck is this? And it's tiny, it's cramped. And then you take a closer look at the picture and you realize the walls were like, wow. Bowed out, and the floor had the, you know this big long arc, and you're like, oh shit, I got duped by camera tricks, man. And it is now that that, that it's comedic in one thing because we were looking for new rental places here too. We found a new new spot to move to, and as we're looking at all these places, I started to notice how many of these places use mm. wide-angle lenses and to make these kitchens that, you know, when you start seeing how stretched out they are in the photo, it's like, I know I can't even turn around in this space. You know, you see a bedroom where like it's just walls, you know, endlessly long and bowing out to the wide. You're like, this room is five feet wide. You know, these are jail cells <laughs> and you could, you could make a jail cell look, look livable and nice and spacious with the right camera angle. And the thing is though, like that, that is funny on its own. However, let's go, let's imagine you're a realtor. Right? If you're a realtor, you're going, you're having these professional photos made and you lean too heavily on the wide angle, right? What's going to happen is you're going to attract people who don't want, who truthfully do not want the thing that you're showing. They don't want it. They're going to be there. You're showing them something that it is not. Meaning their expectations are this room is roomy. This kitchen is spacious. This living room, I cannot touch both sides of the wall at the same time. And that is now, the first thing that's gonna happen when that person walks into that place with you as the realtor who hopefully they trusted up to this point is, oh Jesus, what the hell? And it's a total waste of their like damn that. time. Like, and, and that's the thing. If you don't set expectations right, you are going to lose trust right away. Because this is, it's, it's, imagine this. I mean, the realtor thing is, same thing with Airbnb's and hotels, but as soon as you get in and it's not what you expected, it's over. You're done. You're, they immediately go from what could be a five-star experience, a nine out of 10, a, a baseline seven out of 10. But when your first thing is they fucking lied to me up front or they misrepresented what this thing was now done, you're, you're pissed. And you would have absolutely picked something else. As a matter of fact, it's not even about buying the house. It's the fact that you bothered to go look and yeah. getting more people to show up and look is an idea. That's the, I want more leads, not just the leads that I get. That's that same strategy, right? If you get 10 leads right. a week or 15 leads a month or whatever it is, you're getting new leads coming in and you go, God, I really, I would like this to be 50. Yeah, that would be great. Except if you just simply had to lie to 40 to 35 more people to get it from 15 to 50, they're going to come in and go, no, 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 no. This isn't what I want. Done. And we see that a lot with the larger scale kind of what's the word, the soulless business practices that are out there in the fitness space, is it's just, let's trick people and get them in, let's do the bait and switch shit, let's be like, let's just tell them it is something it's not, and then we're gonna say, oh, well, it's kind of that, but it's not. And these people now no longer trust you, and they you never get the opportunity to do business with them, and they're still gonna go out there and trash you, publicly, to everyone who they talk to.
1: Well, even if you do get to do business with them, you're immediately a letdown.
0: Yeah. Opposed being like,
1: battle. oh man, I'm pleasantly surprised. Like this is awesome. Or this meets exactly what my expectations were because I have gone to apartments that are lesser cost per month. Cause it was in our wheelhouse of what we could afford. They didn't do a good job taking the pictures. So we kind of already were expecting for things. Lo- and you walk in and you go, you know what? Kind of- this actually isn't so
0: bad. Yeah. God, those photos were bad. Yeah, your photographer, you're better off having a <laughs> shitty photographer and at least right. the people who walk into your space go, go, oh, all right. I think I can work with this. I might do be this. able to work with this. You know, right. that is, and of course, yes, you're going to limit your, the number of people that are going to be interested. And I'm not telling you to make your business look like shit, but I am telling you to make sure that it's, you show it as what it is. You, you, and if you don't know what it is, if you don't know, it's like, that's what's why it's important to establish your identity, establish what you're trying to be, what your customer experience should look like, what it should feel like, what should it feel like compared to other things out there in the space that they deal with. And that is very important. If you're a dirty, grimy, like like we're a slamming bars, cussing, you know, massonomics sure. here. Uh, like like the massonomics gym we have here. Well, that place is it's like private. It's a dungeon. Everything's awesome in it, but it's a bunch of big, scary motherfuckers and a handful of people who are just like training around some big, scary motherfuckers. But there's a lot of people who are not interested in this place and never would be. Holy shit, if Tanner tried to like ramp that up and be like, no, I just want more people. Let's get some more people in here. It's for everyone. You're going to fuck everyone in town's be like, this is crazy. I hate this. You're going to waste, don't waste people's time and mismanaging expectations really is about not just disappointing people and getting started on the wrong foot. It's like they say, first impressions last really is. And, and the first impression lasts forever. You don't have a second chance to make that first impression, but if you try to just drag a bunch of people in here, everyone's gonna be like, what the hell, but your main thing is you're wasting their time. Mm-hmm. Cause they could just go be looking for something that fits what they want. And that's why communicating thoroughly is super, super important. And so finding out, so we're going to go through some of these steps, right? So the few phases we're going to get into today, uh, when and how to set, set your expectations and how to do it correctly is setting it for your marketing, which is kind of before your potential client contacts you, how to set expectations after that first contact, either like before scheduling a sales meeting or before they come in and check out the gym. Then we're going to talk about setting expectations after the sale. So after really you've closed them, before the service, uh, and then from there on forward, what is this experience going to be like? How do we set the tone? So we're going to fold kind of a bunch of different concepts into those. One, two, three, what is it? Four. Four. Uh, four different things, four different situations, and those are the bases you need to cover. We'll give this fucking fuck. It, fuck uh, we should put this in the Gear Academy. Whatever, y'all do this one for free if you want. I don't care. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. We I, I haven't thought this through that hard. I should be selling this. Uh, but the fundamental thing that we talk about when we talk about expectations is, I learned this when I was young. It was the best piece of advice I was ever given. I say that a lot, but there's, there's only like four pieces of advice that I've ever taken and they're all the best. So, but one of them is uh, the saying out there that says trust is earned. That saying is total bullshit. It's not fucking true. It's just not the way it is. Trust is absolutely given. Trust is a leap of faith. Trust mm-hmm. is always done by someone taking the step. Trust is a choice at first. Right? It absolutely is. You have no reason to you start dating someone. At some point, you have no reason to trust that they're going to be faithful. You don't. Totally you, don't you don't have enough time. Yes, if you had 20 years with them and you knew, okay, great. But there is a moment, the moment you choose to trust. You actually don't have enough information to make the right decision there. You're choosing to trust. Trust is not given. Distrust or mistrust is earned. Okay. That's the truth. So trust is, trust is not earned. Trust is given. I fucked that up. Fuck. It's okay. It. We just
1: won't clip that portion. We won't clip that part. <laughs> God damn that. it.
0: There's too many things no. that sound the same, but, but anyway, trust is not earned. Trust is given. Mistrust no. is earned. And that's very important to know. And when it comes to setting expectations, you come in and tell people, Hey, we're going to run, this- come in. It's free for a month. It's all free. And then you get your thing and they come in like, "Look, it's going to be $500. We're going to hold it in an escrow thing. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to, all this shady bait and switch shit that I see going on a lot out in the space. We're going to run a challenge, but it's not really what this price is. You got to put $900. and The the bait and switch angle just sucks. It sucks. And the first thing you're doing, boom, they go, fuck, this is shady. It's immediately now sets off all the alarms. And in the fitness industry, who are we talking to the other day? Uh, about that it was like in the fitness industry the the red flag the bullshit alarm is the main yes. thing you have to get over yeah it, it, was is. One of, it was our ad guy our ads guy yes he's great and that's the first thing he said in the fitness industry you could if your system could make somebody lose 20 pounds in three months four months five months whatever right if that's what you're saying the fact is even if you're saying it people won't believe you they just won't no, the- because they're just immediately looking for yeah that sounds like something people would want to do And now, and you just, by the way, it's something you do. It is something people would want to do. But the fact Mm -hmm. that you're going that direct at it, it sounds shady. And so you got to fight that bullshit radar. And why is the
1: bullshit radar so strong in the fitness industry? Because everybody has muffed their expectations. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's the industry as a whole has worked really, really hard for everyone to not trust a goddamn thing anyone says. Yeah. for years yeah and think about oh you think the fitness industry because the immediate most adjacent industry to that is going to be nutrition and yeah. what you eat and talk about a whole nother piece that you can utilize and weaponize to really change people's lives nutrition it's the joke god Lewis black made a joke 10 years ago which is like is milk good for you or is it bad for he did a whole bit all on that. It's like yeah. nobody can fucking agree. Yeah. And the reality is on nutrition, no one can agree. Exactly. And that's where immediately it just is the trust is fucking shot. So you're, you have an uphill battle.
0: Yeah. Already. Now, now if you were in an adjacent, in a, in a totally different field, you have a little bit more flexibility with these things. But you don't in this one. You just don't, not in the, not in the fitness space. You do not have the flexibility to be under delivering. You can't in any way. This is the, the over promise and undeliver thing is a nightmare, right? It's, it doesn't work. Over promising will get more people interested in showing up. It will, it'll set off the bullshit radar, but the leads will come in if you over promise. But if you fail to deliver on those promises, even if you exceed what most other people doing, if you're under delivering what their expectations are, they're done with you. You are a disappointment and it's the truth. And so pre-contact, right? Before somebody comes in and talks to you with your marketing, you need to understand, put forth when someone comes in and they meets you now, what is the first thing that they're going to think? Are we going to be, are we a gritty place? Are we a clean place? Are we welcoming or are we a fit place that sells fitness to fit people? right? Mm-hmm. If that is, lean into it. If your market is big enough to support, like, no, nah, we're the extreme place. This is just bad dudes only, man. Let's go. Are you a bad dude? This is your spot. If you're not a bad dude, go down to the YMCA or something. I don't care. That is that is fine if your market can support it, but you do need to outwardly be who you are while still making sure that who you are is something people want to do business with. On That's, the marketing side, yeah,
1: we've never said this before, but it's something that our coaches and the people that we have followed now for years say all the time, never outsource your marketing. Yeah. People do it. And the voice isn't right. You'll quickly realize that like the soul of your place is gone. And this is the idea where, how, who you are exactly what you said, Ty, where you're identifying what your identity is and how you want to come across. That needs to be an extension of who you are as a person or how you want to be perceived. So it's crucial just as we've seen some examples when we interviewed Hunter out of Alaska, he perfected his marketing in alignment for what was important to him and important to his people. You have to do that exercise. You have to, if you're going to own or you're going to run a business, never outsource your marketing. There's lots of stuff that we'll talk about over Several episodes talking about how you can outsource things, how you can hand off certain tasks. We've been asking those questions inside of the Facebook group of things that could be offloaded. What are you doing that probably shouldn't be up to you to do? Marketing is not one that you hand off to some VA or you hand off to somebody and hope that they nail it because they
0: won't. Yeah, unless your plan has been yours and is constructed from the bottom up completely and then you're handing off a system not like, I don't know, come up with some ideas for me, it'll be cool, it's a, it's a train wreck. So that's the other thing is the voice has to match, the tone has to feel the same, so that when they see your stuff on social media, they're attracted to you, not what you wish you are, not what they wish you would be, to you and what you're doing and what your business can do for them. And if you're only talking about yourself and not what it can do for them, they won't come to you anyway. So just make sure that, that all that fits into this first, kind of the, the marketing side of setting expectations. Be genuine. Be real. I have to share.
1: We know what it looks like when a gym owner starts to outsource too much of their marketing to say to ads people Mm -hmm. that run paid ads. And in those ads, use videos and images that aren't Mm -hmm. from your gym, that aren't your people, that aren't where you live.
0: What happens when those people come into the, to your gym and they're seeing videos that somebody, some other firm just canned and put out there, here's exercising people and just put it out there. Well, the expectation is it's showing a gym. Oh, that's what the facility looks like. And if that facility is dirty and yours is clean, well, now you're like really kind of screwing yourself. If that facility is clean and yours is dirty and rugged, well, now you're screwed. You're attracting the wrong people. And we saw that to the point where people who were already members of this gym were like, what the fuck is this? Like they were turned off when they were stumbling mm-hmm. across these ads. Other people were coming in off the street going, what the, where, they're looking in the building going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And now you're all red flags. So you need to really be careful. And again, this doesn't need, mean that you have to spend a fortune on it. It just means that it's gotta come from you, yourself, your place, and it needs to make sense. So we're gonna move on to the next phase. Someone sees your marketing, you've done a good job showing what you are. Like you, it's great. You speak in your own voice. Your copywriting tone is connects to them and what you can do for them. And everything is aligned. Then they reach out and make contact. They say, Hey, I'd like to maybe get started. Can we chat and you you get them to take a meeting right now, expectations are beyond just what the details, what we send in that correspondence to schedule the meeting. It is also how quickly do we respond to them, right? This is now your first contact with them. If you can get back with them in between five, 10 minutes is a home run, right? 30 minutes is about as far as you want to let it stretch. Honestly, you get much for, you get for 30 minutes, 45 minutes is the same as three hours in return, as far as like responding to a lead, in my opinion. And three hours is about the same as nine, 10, 12, which people's attention span, their willingness to commit, their like what's the momentum that they've had that got them to this point has slowed dramatically. Five minutes in, they are ready to rock and roll. So, now when we set these expectations for this first contact, if you can get, if, you are, if you're a professional spot, you wanna be professional, and you contact them right away, five minutes. as Soon as you get this thing, you contact them, and off you go. Well now, what's that, what, what are they thinking? Oh, these guys are really professional. It's really slick, they care. I feel like somebody is going to be holding my hand and guiding me through this meaning you have immediately set the tone that they're not going to be feeling adrift. And now when you schedule that first meeting, you need to make sure that they know they're not coming in to talk about all their feelings for two to four hours. They need to know that they're not coming in for some sloppy bait and switch either. They need to know exactly what is going on. This was a piece we talk about in good copywriting with Doug the other day and Doug, we got some stuff with him in the university and we'll put a lot of his stuff with us in the uh, gear academy as well for this Mm -hmm. copywriting stuff. Now is once you get people kind of interested, you do need to like say, okay, here's what these next steps are going to be. Just so you know, right? You walk into the place and you go, okay, yeah. So we're going to come in, we're going to talk about our different packages from personal training to nutrition, whatever. We'll make sure that that aligns with what your goals, And we'll show you some options where you can decide which path you want to go forward so that they know they're going to hear different things. They know then that it's not about your schedule and your singular price or product. They know that you do more than one thing. They'll have an idea that you do many things. The wheels will start to get turning. They'll start to make these little connections in their brain beforehand, which is exactly what you want to do. So during that time, we've now set the expectations for that. This is going to be a sales thing. I have learned this the hard way, right? We've had some salespeople come in where we we do some stuff through a different facility. And some of it like, oh, shit, these people are actually expecting this first thing to be more like a kind of a workout thing. Right. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. So now when I contact them, it starts with how long is it going to be? Hey, I've got 25 minutes set aside where I can be in. We can talk about some options and stuff. And then I want to still maybe rub that, scratch that itch for them a little bit. And then, of course, then I can show you around the gym if you have any questions and stuff like that, where if they kind of feel like they wanted, they were there because they wanted to see some equipment or learn a couple things. After finding out some stuff, if I don't close them, I still will walk them around the gym and show them, yeah, this stuff's great. And check this out. I like this. For your hip, this will be cool. And, and you still earn some trust as you send them off. But you have to set those expectations ahead of time. We had not. And we've had a couple people that have come in and they want to talk for an hour about nutrition. No. I I, I sell nutrition services. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to talk to you about what you think you should that's be doing while you don't pay. You can go to you can go to whatever fucking Plexus or Herbalife or whatever nonsense someone's someone's shoving around your neighborhood this month, you know. But but that's not what I'm here to do. So, but you can very you can really tightly figure that out in your correspondence. And this correspondence, before this point is standard, and it should be standard. That all this should feel to- can be totally canned, right? Copy paste. Hey, here's your appointment. We're going to get in here. Here's what we're going to do. Boom, 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 boom. Done. You send that to every person once they schedule an appointment. Here's what to expect from this meeting. And what's really important is, the, is those, those
1: follow-ups. These things can be automated really for quite inexpensive um, platforms. Definitely. The platform that we've used before, right, is going to be Calendly is one that's really easy yeah. to use. There's several that's like that, but you can... For very little investment, take care of text message follow-ups, email follow-ups, where just like you said, Tyler, it is canned. It's a 30-minute meeting, 25-minute meeting. It's at this date. It's at this time. You remind them
0: but who a week wrote before,
1: it? a day before.
0: You, your voice, your plan. Oh, your, totally. Yeah, you, that's the thing. This is the nice thing. You, this Like having an email sequence, it's not something that – yeah, you can have someone else write for you, but they should be, pay attention to the voice that's being used. If it's not you, it should be something. It should be the voice of your business, whatever that voice may be. And so that's a piece that, that we run into a lot with is people get like, I don't want to be just doing some canned shit. Either people go too far into the pre-made copy paste stuff and it just sounds like nonsense. Sure. Or it's uh, the opposite where they're like terrified of, oh, I think it'll sound shitty. Trust me, if you're just winging it every day, it's going to sound shitty and waste a ton of your time too. And that's if you remember. If you remember, you're like, oh shit, I forgot the thing. And then oh, you're gonna notice to this them. when you stumble over it every time. Now, end up to this point, guess what? All of this feels premium because the more the expectation, the more the experience feels yes. guided and professional. This feels professional, right? It really does. At every step, we've set expectations. Meaning, when they come in and they see a five, six, eight, ten thousand dollar package at the top, they're like, oh, that makes sense. These guys fucking rule. You know what I mean? They've been really thorough. They've been very professional. They've been great with me. It's been a great experience so far. I can't afford that, but maybe I'll find my way down to something I can afford. And I'll be eager to spend that kind of money because, boy, these guys seem to have their shit together. They have their shit together on making me feel good. Like they say, it's not what you say. It's how you make people feel. That's extremely important. Hang on, John, I gotta fix this really fast. And I will
1: say too, I've touched on this before, but it's when I was looking to do, some home improvement stuff in, um at our house, the dudes that I chose, the ones I chose was because they were the first ones to reach back out to me. Yeah. Like that.
0: Not only did expensive. they text
1: message follow up and they were the most expensive. So, and it wasn't that I was necessarily planning on spending that much, but when I had now dealt with three other Jack wagon operations that I wasn't getting calls back or I would talk to somebody and then, Oh yeah, yeah. I'll send you a quote. And then they ghost me for a day. These dudes was immediately got messaged back, which was an auto responder. You know what I mean? Like it's obvious that it is, but then I got a call within an hour of one guy following up and then being like, yeah, we want to set an appointment. We would love to be able to come and see what we can do. Immediately. I was like, all right, this is different this feels different. So never assume when you have a client that comes to you that they have not already had bad experiences with other gyms, with other coaches. Don't ever assume that this is the first time they've ever thought about fitnessing. Yeah, If they're 17, maybe, but the odds are they're coming to you. They're in their thirties. They fucked up before people have screwed them over before they've owned a Globo gym membership before. And there's a reason why they're not going back there. Like there's a lot of assumptions that you can make. And the bar, frankly, it's low is so low yeah. for you to be able to kick ass and immediately differentiate yourself from the, everyone else that's in your community. If you just put in, the effort to do fucking it fucking try
0: yep. that's all i gotta say is try sitting around going Guy, why aren't people coming into my fucking gym are you trying are you if when somebody asks are you following up right away are you really being professional are you being courteous are you are you not being too thirsty your desk you are saying yes come in be be professional now the reason you need to do all this by the way is it does increase your potential to close bigger ticket stuff as right. well if your shit's all sloppy and you if, if if the guy who ignored you and ghosted you for two days and then messaged you back and gave you a quote and it was the cheapest quote would you have gone with him no by the way he did and and by the way and you did not right. go with him right because this is important all of this leads up to one of the things that i want to talk about was before we get to the other side of the sale is that price is only one piece of the value equation price totally. is one piece right that's it so there's a reason a a, a really delicious well crafted meal from a professional cost can cost $500 when each of those ingredients total the, all the ingredients combined might total fucking 80 50 you know what i mean but it's right. fucking good and you want it and you're interested you're not going that price is only one piece of the equation some people don't want cheap and they definitely don't want cheap End a sloppy experience. And if you're a professional and your stuff feels slick, well, boy, it seems like you're probably, if you're prepared for this, you're probably very well prepared to do the fucking job the way you say you're going to. Because guess what? You called back when you said you're going to. You messaged me and told me what this was going to be like. And you know what it was when I got there? Exactly what you said it was going to be like. Now they're comfortable and they're willing to take a leap with you. Cause they still don't know you can get them results, but they're comfortable enough to take that leap into trust away from all of the mistrust that's been earned in the fitness industry with them, all the bait and switch shit, all the gyms that they show up and they don't get results, the coaches who don't give a fuck the places that are not represented accurately. And they show up and they're like, Oh God, I hate this, you know? So you don't have to earn their trust. You don't, you just got to be better than the ones that have earned their mistrust. Super important. And that's by the way, it's fucking easy. Just try these few steps. So the next one after the sale, You got them. You got their money, guys. You win, right? Fuck it. That's not how it works, right? So now it's super important now because they are invested. But once people buy, buyer's remorse is real. First Mm -hmm. off, now you're not gonna get a ton of people are gonna back out on the fitness thing, but they're gonna start to question their decision. Fear will set in once they commit. All your momentum and professionalism has offset the fear of starting something new, as it should. You made them feel comfortable you've kind of removed that fear barrier of starting something new, going into a gym with a bunch of fucking strangers and having to work hard and sweat and be coached and be pushed and this whole new journey of all this change. But you can't just let off the gas now, okay? Because all of this fear now is going to start to well up now because they're committed, they're here, they're on the other side of that. And the only thing that's with them now is the stuff they got to do and the fact that they're fucking terrified of it and there's doubt. They don't know what the next steps are. So, when you send them off after the sales meeting, after you close them, here's what I'm gonna do. All right, I'm gonna send you an email. You'll have an email in about 30 minutes. I'll, sh- I'll shoot it your way. It'll tell you everything you need to do from how you check into class, I'll have you sign the waiver stuff. Uh, it'll, it'll walk you through what to do on your first day, what to wear, when to be there, what it's going to be like, how, what, what it's going to be, what it's not going to be lay out their first thing. And also maybe give them another contact point after that. It's like, Hey, let's, you know, just some feel good stuff. Give them a little value. Hey, we're going to come in, make sure you drink some water guys. It's going to be tough, but drink a little water. Here's some stretching stuff for you to do after your first day. Like get a little bit, you know, do just do whatever you can do to make them feel like you give a shit first off, and just let them know that this isn't some big void that they're having to wander into. Because you, if you've ever put yourself in the in the shoes of your client, a new client, that's what it's like. They sound like, okay, well, I, the only thing they know is the time after right. they bought like, All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. I'm just going to go in there and, you know, like in my case, when I first started, I, was like, I guess I'm just going to go be fat in front of all these fit people at 6 a.m. <laughs> And hope nobody's going to be a dick. Yeah, just hope. And so cover what are all the things that they're worried about? Cover them, all of them. Come on in, take a look around, you know, make sure, what you know, Everyone here is super friendly, so feel free to introduce yourself. I'm sure plenty of our members will come and introduce themselves to you. If you have any questions you want, shirts, sure, apparel, drinks, that's all here. Uh, we'll get into the workout right away. Don't worry, the warm-up's all going to be guided. If you want to just hang out and get loose and chit-chat before we start, go for it. or you can hop on a bike and get warm. Class will get started. There will be no, you, know, you won't have to worry about anything. Coaches will hold your hand the whole time. Like, you're not going to be left adrift in the ocean of fit people, okay? Address those concerns politely, concisely, and directly. And like, man, these people will be really excited for their first day. Because he said, oh, you know what? The thing that I thought it was going to be, it's not going to be that. Thank God. And that, again, that, that is the perfect way to set that expectation. Um, diffusing the when, confusion. That's all you need to do. Diffuse confusion at this point. The one thing that I think needs
1: to be said is the price should cause them to be worried yeah like it's if you're not expensive enough for someone to think about having invested in working with you your coaches are at your gym then you're competing in the wrong market Mm -hmm. i don't have a bunch of nerves about what it's going to feel like to show up to planet fitness no
0: (laughs) because it costs five dollars to go yeah Everyone so nice- at planet fitness has nerves about a guy like me showing up at planet fitness. That's a right. different thing. Right. And it is, but, but you know why? The, here, props to planet fitness. Mm-hmm. We all fucking know what they are, what they aren't expectations have been set like it or not. Absolutely. I know I'm not welcome there. I know I don't want to go there. <laughs> We're fine. Like I don't, exactly. even, like I don't have to shit on it. By the way, that's not shitting on them. They are for mm-hmm. people who are not me. They're not for 300 plus pounds, strongman competitors with fucking head tattoos. This is just not so perfect. Lean into it. <laughs> Lean into it. Lean but into that's where there is
1: no, that anxiety isn't there. So it has to, it's important because we talk about how important it is to be able to make sure your offer is maximized, razor sharp, that you can fulfill and truly provide high amounts of value for the people you work with. But if you're going to play this game, you must, It's mandatory. You have to make sure every single thing you do next, which this whole episode's about, is that these things are equally sharp Mm -hmm. because that investment requires it. And if you can do these things, now you have something that's really special.
0: Yeah so after the sale you've got all this established before they go into their first class right that is that's perfect right you've got them comfortable they're there now you have a little bit of nurturing to do and there's any number of things you can do there right you can you want to drop some supplements in there you can drop in you can be like hey two weeks in you fucking sore <laughs> right that's a question like you sore probably you're sore right? Tell you what, we talked about supplements in our first meeting. I know you passed or whatever, but like, just so you know, if you're feeling sore or you're in a your nutrition program, you're having a hard time keeping up on your protein, here's some supplement stuff we got if you're interested, right? But you're always just saying like, hey, I know what it's like where you're at. Here's the thing that we can do, right? You can reach out about everything from, uh, you know, how's it going? Just a simple check-in. This, this ends up becoming, you know, the stuff that we, when we walk through all the real specifics of this and literally build it with you, in the Gear Academy, mm-hmm. this is essentially your master email list, master contact sequence that we all that we build, your master email sequence. And that's the thing that we do inside the Gear Absolutely. Academy with gyms. We build every step, not just kind of this, these little touch points, but like the big details for your business to maximize the sales. But going forward from here now, you need to make sure that now they understand that everything, once they've gone into their first class, their first training session now, that they are, they are still knowing that they're going to be contacted about other things other services and other things that they can do. You know, you know, every what if if, if a person came in and doesn't choose any accessor any other programs, well great. Shoot them a message and say, hey, we're going to contact you after this first few months. We'll check in with you to see how you're getting with your goals. And then, you know, we'll run by some of our other services if you're interested in trying something new at that point. Always let them know that there's something fresh that they can do because guess what? Most of your people out there, most people that we talk to, most gym owners do more stuff than people buy, first off. They offer so many services. They're terrified to ask. And if they ask, they only ask in one email a fucking year, if they're lucky or one email ever. And then they never ask again, but people need to know, like the expectation now is for you. If you expect them to be interested in some of this shit at some point. You say like, hey, as time goes on, you know, you may want to move into our powerlifting club or if you want to get into some of our weekend running stuff and we have these other things. So people very often enjoy our group classes and then get enthusiastic about something else. We want to make sure that we can deliver that for you. Boom. And now they're knowing, oh, there's other shit here. And you know what? He's kind of expecting me to be interested in that stuff. We'll see how that goes. And they're expecting now that they're going to see something new in front of them. And also they see that other people actually do it. So they feel like other people are buying this stuff because it exists. It's
1: putting money in the bank from the very beginning. Right. My son is starting to do where he has to fundraise. Right. And raise Mm -hmm. sponsorship dollars for his sports teams, which means he has to go ask people for money. So it's a sales transaction. And one of the things that I'm talking to him about now is all the kids on his team are fucking striking out and getting nothing. Mm -hmm. They get nothing in return. The coach has contacted everybody and their sister and nobody calls them back. And my son goes two for two on his very first two asks and was hoping to get 25 bucks and gets 250.
0: Yeah.
1: Why we went, we ate at the establishment we had shown our face. He makes the ask. We have a form that's broken down with options that's customized, customized for the group. Right. Yeah. Those things investing us sitting and eating. My son's like, well, why don't we just drop the stuff off? Why don't we just drop the things off we can hit a bunch of people all at once. I'm like, this is what makes it different and why you are getting the calls back Yeah, is that those little messages, the idea that before someone has even said yes to you, they've come to your business, they think they want to do business with you. From the very beginning, you are putting money in that bank, in that person, because you are showing that you care before you are financially supposed to. Yeah. They haven't given you any money. And as you do this, every step as you have laid out, Tyler, before the sale, during the sale, Post sale, going into the classes, you are putting money in that bank of these people care about me. Mm -hmm. So when you do make the ask, that's the time you get to withdraw all of those things that you've done. And that's why it works. Because if you don't put money in that bank and you go to withdraw with some
0: pre-canned shitty script that you bought. You're just begging. That's what you're doing is begging, man. And people don't want to buy, even when, this is the thing I to do all the fucking time, dude, especially with, even with our business, I can do it from, because as we work our way into kind of the MMA and fighting space, I get asked by fucking fighters if I want to sponsor them. I'm like, for what? (laughs) And you know, and I get it, you need money, but guess what? I don't have enough money to just give you for nothing. There's no Mm -hmm. value in return. Now we do some affiliate stuff where, yeah, if you want to send some leads my way and we get them to some of our programs, I'll give you a percentage of all that for sure. I'm not giving you fucking money. What are you talking about, right? And you need to, as you all are business owners, you get hit up for every goddamn 5k and whatever, Mm -hmm. but maybe some of those things where they come in and say, hey, will you sponsor a weekend fun run? Well, maybe that has value to you because you're gonna gonna go, some of your members are gonna go, some of your members are a part of the thing maybe, but also, what is that audience? Bunch of fit people, fit adjacent people who maybe would be interested in joining your gym. So I'm not saying it's a huge negative, right? But that is why maybe that works, right? If someone comes out and wants you to sponsor their fucking somebody you don't know who has no connection to your gym and wants you to sponsor some cornhole tournament outside where none of your members are going and there's no, you don't get anything in return. There's no ass. There's no microphone time. There's no nothing. Putting a fucking sign up on a fence, that, it, mean, it does nothing for you. And does nothing. So I have no desire. I have no desire to commit to something like that because of the value. There is not enough value. So people will buy if it feels valuable. Your stuff will feel valuable all the way through. You'll care. You'll invest. Now the other thing that you did with you and Big Mike going in and going into these places, you know, for it's it's a good lesson for him to learn. But it is you went in and you've added value. You've experienced right. the thing that they do. You've paid for it. You've you're already, as far as they go, like a realer dude than the ones that just came in and dropped a piece of paper on the thing and said, would you like to give me money? Because that is just begging, that is all it is. So Mm -hmm. as a gym owner, as a person, as you're trying to get into sales, to to make some bigger ticket sales, to make sales easy, if you feel like you're trying to extract sales out of people, you're not setting expectations better. They don't trust you up to the, it should be so easy to get people to cough up money. I had a client Mm -hmm. the other day who came in, he bought, signed up, did the whole thing. He was excited. He didn't even think about half the shit I put in front of him. Didn't even hardly think about it. Pays for all the training stuff. And he says, yeah, I'll bring the nutrition money in on day one. Okay, cool, cool. I didn't even remember how much he had charged, how much he had picked. We get done training and and he was like, he he like had the sweaty money in his pocket Mm -hmm. after his (laughs) first training session. He was like, I brought it, I brought it, I brought it. This man is eager to give me money. Like he's just eager to do it. And that's how it should be, guys, because we've said it all. They they want to do business. They know you care. They're excited about the experience. That is what setting right expectations is, is they're gonna be optimistic about everything. Everything is now framed in the way that they want it to be. That they're gonna know exact by the way, at any step of the way, you muff one of these things. If you say we have a super welcoming community and every you know somebody'll come in and shake your hand so feel free to come in and just chat up everybody's really great and you, people and you come in and you got some snobs in your gym mm-hmm. and by the way even a couple bad eggs that person's done if that person gets rubbed wrong the wrong way once by one asshole that you haven't put in check in your gym now he's costing you new business and this is the nice thing about the fitness industry is you're not, char- you're not making a ton more money from one person to the next. The truth True. is, beyond your initial thing, meaning I don't care how much fucking money this guy makes or how much personal training he buys. If oh, he the asshole. You, one, the asshole. One or two yep. clients that now think that your gym sucks, and they go tell five people that that's a snobby place, and, and it's all because of this one guy. No matter how much money he gives you, you should have cut him off like fucking cancer the day you figured out that that's what he's like. And every gym's got a few of those. So if you want to be the welcoming place, you better make sure that all of your people, they get a little attitude, they get a little saucy or condescending to new people. You better have a hard conversation with them and say, this is not what we do. Because you can't just talk about it. When it comes to expectations, you can't talk about it. You actually have to be about it. Because as soon as you disappoint on those expectations, you're now a fucking liar. As far as you're a wide angle lens, you're a wide angle lens, man. And people are going to walk in going gross. Get me out of here. You wasted my time. I hate you. It's your fault. You have totally under delivered and under delivering in this business just makes you look as bad or worse than everybody else. On the topic of people being
1: excited to give you money. Our video coach literally talked about this last week. We were sitting with her on a call and she goes, if you do these things, right. You will never have to ask people will want to give you money because you will have the right marketing, the right expectations. Everything is set to where you are speaking directly to the people that you want to attract to come do business with you, that they're going to say, how can I work with you? How can I start doing what you do? I want to do the same things. I want you to help. I want you to help me. And then you literally just tell them the price. And they it's like the idea is like, yep. shut up and take my money. Yep. People are like throwing money at you. That is what happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, setting expectations. You got to plan it. It's got to be you. Meaning what you got to be has got to be worth a shit. Make sure that that's the first thing. Be good. Y'all are good coaches. I know y'all have a lot of... Uh, passion for what it is. Again, we're in this place where we, we like helping people turn their passion into a profession. You've already got that. So this is how you turn that into a profession It's being professional, be it, tell them that this is how you're going to be. And off you go. So tell them you're going to be about it, be about it, follow through on it. That's all we got for this week. Uh, guys, Jesus, get in. Uh, Gear Academy is up and running. So if you want in on this, shoot us a message. I'll message at the, either uh, the Gym Owners Podcast. You can message me directly on Instagram at Tyler F. and Stone. Message John at J Banks FL. You can also email us at the dudes at hackyourgym.com. We'll, and make sure you get in the Facebook group. You can ask any questions there. But Gear Academy, we are helping people do. All of these things, but literally not just in this like a loose concept shit like I gave away for you today. I should have charged for this one, but we do all of this stuff in a much more literally like do this, write this. We check that these things are done, 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 done beginning to end from master email sequences to, you know, supplement launches to all these things that you want to do. Your offers, your sales systems, to time management, to delegation, to all the shit new product launches. We So anything you want to do over the course of just 12 months, right? We can pick one or two of these at a time and we hold your feet to the fire. We hold you accountable and you start to get shit done. So that's, that's what you can expect from us in the Gear Academy, I promise. So shoot us a message if you want in on that, if you're ready to start making this next year the biggest year in your business and tell your other gym owner friends about this podcast guys we get more people in the facebook group that'd be super so we've it's grown by jesus doubled in the last month or two at least so so things are going really really well but we'd like to get more of you like-minded gym owners in there guys if you want to do soulless business feel free to move on if you're ready to make your business like about you and get big results and you can really i think earn the money that your service has should deserves Mm-hmm. Start working with us directly because that's what we're here to do. So thanks a lot, everybody. Follow me on Instagram on Tyler F. and Stone. John? At jbanksfl. All right. we'll see you guys we'll next see week. See you next week.